For those of you who are new to the show, here at Personal Best, each episode we bring a guest and a bunch of questions with numerical answers that pertain to our personal lives. The guest and I will then take turns asking our prompts and giving our answers, and the one with the higher number wins that round. So let's get started, and may the personal best win. This episode, we invite a podcaster, DJ, and self-proclaimed reluctant streamer, Andre, never a doubt. Yo, what's up, dude? Do you think there's uh, more you want to add to your self-description? No, I think that's accurate. I just do a lot of stuff, and I don't know what to call myself because I do a lot of stuff. So that's 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 accurate. Mm. Yeah, because I think um, the normal population of like listeners is gonna be kind of removed from like your audience. That's normally. that's that's one hundred percent fine. I'm, I'm yeah down with that. Yeah, most like, of my listeners are what uh, Tetris no lifers as myself. <laughs> i was gonna ask okay cool that's that's great I, it's like so funny because like you're crazy into to tetris and i like played it on stream by accident i i think i recommended you to get it actually i was just like oh probably because you were either. like i have nothing to do and i have the epic game store pass or like windows pass i'm just like you know tetris is free right now <laughs> and it's like okay sure and then i like criticized your every move Yo. you played. <laughs> but uh yeah i've enjoyed it. yeah so it's cool yeah i'm 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 super down. Yeah. Content creator or all of that is fine. I truly don't know what to call myself. So that's, that's accurate. Mm. Yeah. That's good because I know you have some experience being on a podcast. So, so funny enough, I am part of a podcast that I do called the quarter note with myself and my three friends, Jelani Hendricks, as he goes by on the internet, um, Jcas and Fax Mercury. Uh, two of which are producers. One of them is in the New York media, so he's uh, working the podcasting company. And then um, I've started like two other projects that have kind of tapered off recently, um, <laughs> or at least just pandemic being the pandemic. But yeah, one yeah. of them was the the A and M podcast with another friend of mine who was a streamer and then wasn't. He's kind of just kind of moving at his own pace, but he's also a DJ as well. So we're pretty two very similar cats. And then. Um, the other podcast that I had was um, generally specific with my boy uh, Anthony Cosme, who's a photographer. Mm. Generally specific, Anthony and I would find people that inspire us. And the, the, the tag of the show is we talk to inspiring people about what inspires them. So we would get them for an hour. The first 30 is, you know, getting background, talking to them what they're about. And then they would bring something that inspires them and we would talk about it with them. So um, mm. that's been on pause just because anthony's got a life i've got a life um coronavirus yeah. has its own life so <laughs> but yeah so so we've got yeah i've got a little bit of a experience in this realm too and you have a great podcasting voice oh thank you <laughs> i'll take any compliments um but yeah the sound of your voice i guess um resident. yeah resident very present voice you've got a voice for radio which is a better compliment oh, than you. saying you have a face for radio <laughs> Uh, do you want to jump right in? To, to yeah, let's just get into it. I think things will flow from there, of course. Uh, uh, normally, I start unless you have like a burning desire. Well, I guess I can start because I think the last time, right around this time, literally last year, I did like a pretty much like an all-day stream. I did a, a live recording of the A&M podcast, and me and the fellas talked about our favorite albums of the year what we liked and what we didn't like and i remember you were in there in the conversation just throwing stuff back at us too and so my first question does pertain to music i don't know if you have kept stock uh of this this number but i was going to ask you how many albums you've listened to this year Ooh, how many albums i'm gonna okay oh uh i'm probably gonna have to count i mean I'll, I'll try and riff until then but like usually around this time of year like when december hits i usually wait for all of the like publications that i follow to put out their best of list so i can see what i've missed and what i've caught up on um that episode should be dropping pretty soon um we had to i think this year we narrowed down or i think we did the same last year but this year we narrowed down um 10 albums that we thought were the best of this year and i will say mm. at least for this year my favorite album has been this album by this artist by the name of wayne snow who put out an album called figurine he's at least his first projects and some of his first outings were more in like the house realm and with this album it's it's still got it's like electronic roots to it but it takes this kind of um ethereal neo r&b side to it or introduces those elements into that too into the electronic stuff 
and it's just great, man. It's I, I've mm. with the pandemic, I've found that I haven't, I don't go out of my way to find things that are like high in energy, because I find like I'm at my desk and I kind of just want to like relax, or when I'm home, just want to relax more. When I and I guess when I'm out, like I don't know, maybe I just have more energy to like listen to stuff that has more energy. I don't know what it is, but over the past two years, I've gravitated more toward not ambient music, but music that's more in the realm of kind of like neo soul and R and B, um, kind of down tempo stuff. Um, even one of the albums that I listened to this year that I was really fond of, you can you can casually classify it as classical. It's an album that's cons- mm. consists of like it's either eight or ten. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but there's like eight movements to it. I don't know. Yeah, it was just one of those things that kind of like took me by surprise because so the album is called uh, Promises by Floating Points. Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphonic Orchestra. Oh, floating points. He he's done stuff with um Flying Lotus. Before, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, floating points has like his electronic roots there, and then Pharaoh Sanders is like this legendary um, jazz saxophonist, if I'm not mistaken. And just like it was like a very interesting convergence, but it makes sense when you listen to the whole thing. You wouldn't wouldn't have thought like these two forces including the orchestra so these three forces could come together and make something make the thing that they did so it was a cool it was a cool little surprise so but that being said that's kind of emblematic of the things that i've just gravitated toward over the course of the past two years as opposed to trying to find and usually like i'm listening mm-hmm. to like you know hip-hop and and I'm, I'm, I'm always listening to kind of house music because that's kind of my pocket at this moment in time. But even just like more aggressive things in the hip hop realm or even floating outside and listening to more of alternative stuff and whatnot. I've just found like anything that's got a, a softer palette. I, I described this on the podcast. I, I'm, I'm gravitating toward things that sound like they're blue. If you could translate a color to a sound. Um Mm. I feel like I've. I don't have synesthesia. I don't either. But, I <laughs> if I did, it would, that would be the things I'd be gravitating towards. So mm. it's it's been an interesting like two years to see what what I've been either a listening to or b gravitating toward over the course of the time. So yeah, yeah. So have you have you counted? <laughs> oh yeah, I've been counting. I have a minimum of twenty five. Okay. I think that's the highest I can put that to. Okay, cool. Uh, in in a very cheeky situation, uh, I've listened to, or at least recorded, that I've listened to 69 albums this year. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you do demolish me. <laughs> I don't... I think if I push it, I think I can count, like, around 35 if I, like, work harder. But I think you, you're going to beat me here. Uh, yeah, you, you give, give yourself the 35. Why not? Why not? 35 yeah, yeah i can't find out which ones they are <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why um is there anything that 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 stuck out to you this year um yeah there were a couple um not not ones that came out this year mm. some of them but the ones i really like was this ivy and shirashu one hmm. uh it's a electronic album they're the people who did the ost for uh, steven universe they oh, helped to do that okay cool cool, cool. and they're like first LP, I found was like incredibly good. Hmm. JPEG Mafia's LP. LP, I, I haven't, I haven't listened to it. One of the the, the hosts on the show uh, said the same thing, so I have to sit down with it. Mm-hmm. Peggy's so dense. Yeah, it is dense. It is a little hard to listen it's to. Just, you gotta find like, or gotta like listen to it in like sittings, because I know it's, I'm gonna be like catching a groove on one of them, and then he's gonna flip it. And I'm gonna be like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna switch now. So. <laughs> He's a producer at heart, yeah. and, then, and then the rap comes too. Uh, um, let me see, Milk Can. Uh, that's just like a weird video game thing. Okay. Japanese Breakfast album. Yo, I that was I listened good. to that late in the year because everybody kept talking about it, and I was pleased. So I want to sit with it for a little bit more time. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I let me see the Porter Robinson album. Porter Rob, that sounds familiar. Why don't I? Huh. He does electronic music. Huh. Yeah. Okay cool i'll have to look into that there are a couple other ones here but mm. yeah I, I really like those oh and oh rod of course oh rod oh how, how can i forget the album of the year for everyone uh, oh oh what olivia rodrigo oh <laughs> god you, goodbye goodbye get out unbelievable <laughs> i don't what you didn't like the album I, you know i like it i just uh, don't have uh immense love for 
pop punk. So uh, I see. So we listened to her for the podcast, funny enough. And mm-hmm. I think if I'm trying to remember my, my sentiments. I enjoyed it. So I'm not going to sit here and trash the damn thing. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like she doesn't have much to say at this moment other than the heartbreak arc. Yes. So for what it does, it's really good. And I think it's a really good first outing. Obviously, like ignoring mm-hmm. all of her like Disney chops. I'm just mm-hmm. very curious to see like where that goes from there now. Mm-hmm. I, I think though that like just because it does what it sets out to do very well, that makes it a good album in my That's opinion. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, it makes me feel like a teenage girl, which yep. is like I don't know. It's it's amazing. Yep. Oh. Did you? I remember being boy crazy back in the day. <laughs> did you listen to Willow's album? Willow Smith's album? Oh, Willow Smith. Yeah. Um, I did not. It's very. Um, they're both in that like pop punk arena, but I think uh, Willow's is a little bit more uh, ethereal. If you're looking, I see for like a companion to that. Lately, I feel everything. Yeah, yeah. Lately, I feel everything. Mm-hmm. Good album. Okay, cool. So I can laugh at my sixty nine. <laughs> is it actually sixty nine? Yeah, on my list at the. Are month, you sure you didn't you didn't edit it a nope, little? Not at all. I literally okay. haven't touched this list. Okay. In a minute, so it's as 69 is the count. We're gonna leave 69. Okay, as the count. we're trusting you. That seems a little cheeky, in my nah, opinion. Man, but nah, nah, nah. 69. <laughs> Let's do we want to stick on the music one, or should we? Yeah, well, yeah why not? Why not? Okay. Let's do this one. How many times have you performed live? Oh my god. Damn, that's that's a funny question because it can include different things. So of course, like I've DJ'd, right? So yes, I'll have to count those times. But I used to do a lot of vocal performances in high school and stuff. And then I oh, interesting. And then I used to do some musical theater. So I'll include that. Oh, you're you're like a nerd. A, a little bit. I wasn't a heavy nerd, but I enjoyed. Okay, perform okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. like the same way i'm a reluctant streamer i think i was a reluctant musical theater kid but i wasn't a musical theater kid I where see. i'm singing like uh, defying gravity in my free time um mm-hmm. okay, okay no no jab to the theater defend kids. yourself yeah. you're defending it <laughs> yes a little, a little bit i'm trying to no 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 jab <laughs> to the theater kids i'm just not one of them mm-hmm. um okay so jesus how many plays did we do or how many musicals did we do in high school let's go five plus i was in a vocal jazz group in high school and we did two performances for two years right i was in that group for two years a vocal jazz group yeah so so i'm from long island and long island's Mm -hmm. composed of two counties nassau and suffolk suffolk being the easternmost nassau being more toward queens and brooklyn right um and so Mm -hmm. My my chorus teacher, RIP to him, but he knew of this group that composed of a select few from both uh, counties. I tried out and I happened to make it. And I'm someone who like I'm one of those like stereotypical choral singers who can like sing, kind of, but can't read music. So I understand when the notes uh. like, you know move up and down. I know that that is happening and sometimes like i know a little bit of the notation and stuff but i don't mm-hmm. i can't like sight read or i couldn't yeah you have to count yeah yeah i wasn't too crazy or well versed so i was kind of kind of guesstimating my way through the whole thing but yeah i think i was i started doing that my junior year so that's four four performances right there am i counting like school <laughs> school like concerts yeah yeah let's go let's just say 12 12 sounds like a good number okay this this podcast is based on trust yeah so you could throw out like crazy numbers at wow. me i i just have to believe i'm you. not i'm not trying to trump you dog i'm, I'm you just gonna mm-hmm. jolt to the memory of my brain i think i'll be able to look on my instagram and see all the times of actual well like performed in front of people let's say i think i can count that mm-hmm um yeah all these dj things are just like i know people who needed something 25 or Mm -hmm. just like needed a dj yeah okay so just for listeners at home because i I imagine i'm gonna cut out the counting bit a lot Uh, there was a a good like 10 minutes of counting on andre's (laughs) part um and you added up to what 51 51 i have 
Yeah, so I wanted to let you do that because my answer is probably like seven. Oh. I just let you. <laughs> I just let you count all the way to fifty-one. Oh my god! The entire time, knowing I'm just completely blown out of the water. No, wait, wait. So like, so like, so like, I know you. You're musically inclined, right? Are you going to school for mm-hmm. music? I'm not. Okay. I'm a math. Uh, right, 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 right. So like, yeah. Huh. So like, did you do like band in high school or whatever? Like, I did piano when I was very young. Okay, you have like a so piano like recital a for mornings from that. Yeah, so I did like a couple of piano recitals from then, and then sometime just like doing performances of my songs just for like like a large group. Okay, okay. Huh. Seven. And those add up to seven. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I don't. I'm not a big performer. That's fair. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's like a muscle, you know. You do it. Mm-hmm. You figure out. What I should get out there. Yeah, honestly, if COVID wasn't a thing, I would say, what's stopping you? I mean, you can still do it, mm-hmm. but and you yeah. run a higher. Something risk. is stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, one thing's stopping you, but like you know, one thing's stopping. Yeah, roll the I'll dice. I'll get my booster. Yeah, I will. Just get like all of them. <laughs> all the boosters. Get like the John. Yeah, just get all the boosters. You'll be Superman and just fly through. Yeah. One of the things I'm scared of is, like, if I start performing in my area, is that, like, I'm a TA, right? So oh. I'm scared that my, my students will show up to gigs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about streams, too. Like, I work as an adjunct, mm. and honestly, one of my students does pop up pretty often in a stream, and I'm like, is this okay? Mm. Also, like, there's a whole lot of tomfoolery. You are a part of the tomfoolery that happens on the internet, like... Mm. Should I be concerned about this? And the part of me's like, it's the young kids. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not that that far in age from them, right? Like, I'm mm. only 29. I mean, obviously, like, there's about an eight to nine year gap sometimes, but like, I'm, mm. st- I'm still pretty hip, right? Right? <laughs> you can believe it. Yeah, you know, as long as you believe it, it's probably true. I'm almost there. You know, I'm still mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok. You know, my students love me. Yeah. Yo, I mean, it's so cool. It's cool when you like have a relationship with students too. Mm. So, and then being a TA, I'm sure it's it's it's, it's fun. Just well, I kind of was a TA at one point. Yeah, like yeah, you're like you're like mm. the homie, or like you're like the 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 the. I don't know where the analogy is going, but like you're the friend that they have in the house when the other friend is occupied, or something. Mm, I see. That's a really rough one. We can just yeah, <laughs> yeah, right I'll on, right I'm on. the I'm the cool prison officer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i give them a little treat um, and then tell them to go back to work <laughs> um back in the cell yeah so i've i've only like done a couple of piano recitals and then a couple of like times rapping yeah oh. i should probably like book studio sessions not studio sessions like gig sessions but i would have to pay for them and then i'd have right. to get the word out about my performance right it, it just seems like a hassle yeah yeah, I have I have some songs, but we'll see if I ever like actually book an act like a real venue. I mean, do it on your own time, you know. If especially if it's a hobby mm-hmm. too, like do it on your own time because if it's not something that you're gonna go for passionately, like keep it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where if you're doing it because you love it and you want to go out and like have that be a part of your identity, then sure, go out and do it. But if you just kind of love music and love it for yourself and want to tinker and experiment and do all these different things you don't you don't need to go through that rigmarole but again mm-hmm. on your own time because because especially now i feel like if people pick up on the idea that you have a hobby or a skill outside of your main interest or whatever you want to do as a profession people are going to tell you to just find a way to monopolize it because everyone's big on this idea of having multiple streams of income and while that's not bad it's just it turns everything into work at the end of the day and so Mm. like how do you save things for yourself and how do you give yourself the time to have things that won't cause you stress or the the bad kind of stress so Mm. yeah if i can be the slightly older person and pretend to give you advice that i don't actually use myself is save things for yourself Mm. you're right Uh, my hobby is making music not performance so. so yeah there you go boom cool yeah all right that's it i'm never performing alive ever again <laughs> that's it. we're shutting it down any of my friends ask me to to perform i'm saying no don't even don't even bother take me off don't the booking me. list it's not happening 
Yeah, so you've got a lot of performance. How did you get into DJing? Um, so, I mean, like, just a general love of music, too. So, like, yeah, I feel like it takes you one of two ways. Either you, like, learn how to play music or perform music or you learn how to DJ. Mm. It almost sounds like being a gym teacher. Like, you either do what you want or you teach gym. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Those Sorry to you can't you, do yeah, teach. Yeah, do teach, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'm also that realm, too. Um, but, yeah, my dad was a big, like, play music in the house person. Um, so is my mom, my brother, my brother does DJ or did DJ before me and, and, and has worked like in a company an entertainment company. So he's DJed all sorts of scenarios. And while I was in school, um, the college that I was at had a radio station, but it wasn't really functioning while I was there. And so kind of like the tail end of my time there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this little like radio show. <laughs> Cause I'm so cool. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of kept at it. And I didn't know how to DJ when I was doing it. I was doing it more like traditional radio, like just, you know, putting together songs in a sequence. When I was about like 50 episodes in, I was like, I should probably learn how to like DJ at some point. Because I feel like that'd be cool. You know, God, blah, 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 sketch, sir. So I learned how to do that. And then from there, I just kind of kept going with it. Although I haven't like grown in any like meteoric way, but again you know it's kind of for me so i go through that push and pull of like i want to dj bigger venues and then i'm just like i also just really like doing this for me and like putting the songs that i really love together so it's a push and pull because mm. like as a dj everyone looks at you like oh you're the music guy and as much as i do love music like i don't know the entire world's catalog of music when you label yourself as a dj people look at you as the music person so you know Someone's like, oh, I got a birthday party for my eight-year-old kid. No, put something together for me. I'm like, I don't listen to eight-year-old. You guys are listening to Baby Shark for like three hours. I don't know. So um, that's how I started. Um, how did you start playing piano? Oh, my brother actually got into it All right, because your, your so brother's so like the proficient one? Yeah, he's like a prodigy. Uh -huh. Yeah. When he was like in eighth grade, so I would have been second grade okay he was like best in like the south of america basically he was like Jeez. yeah he was like going to like national competitions getting second place and stuff like My that God. <laughs> like barely losing to like college-age students Jeez. and and then they had me start and then i was bad <laughs> <laughs> so i only did it for a short amount of time no i feel that i feel that um yeah my, my dad um works in collegiate sports and so everyone assumed mm. that i would be an athlete to some degree um mm. and i'm tall and so by mm. default everyone's like oh play sports oh my god no not at all mm. it's not that i don't like sports i do enjoy sport i do i do i do enjoy competition and i do enjoy sport but i've always been the frame that i am and I've, it's a pretty thin frame so mm -hmm. Um, I just never wanted to get hit, man. I was like, mm, contact. No, you can keep that. I'm good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got one life and one body. Exact, man. My dad wanted to be wanted me to be, I think, a wide receiver, uh, football. You know. Mm -hmm. And my dad wanted me to be a pitcher too. And mm. I, I went to baseball camp. So I I went to camp for like most of my my younger mm -hmm. life, um, my teens, mm -hmm. whatever. And uh, there was a baseball camp that would run on the same so it was it was it took place all on the college i went to so my dad worked at a college and so a lot of the things we did kind of gravitated around that so the camp was on the college itself and then mm -hmm. this baseball camp was also on the college run by the baseball coach and some other people um and so my dad's like yo try out baseball camp if you don't like it whatever no big deal i went for a week and realized i don't like baseball players mm. oh the players <laughs> okay they're assholes or at least the bunch that I just was hanging out with, they were some certified. It's just like this layer, or yeah, like a layer of like arrogance that I just couldn't get out, like mm. away from, or I just didn't appreciate at the time. And maybe that's because like I just wasn't competitive and I didn't have that edge to me. But mm -hmm. I was like, you guys stink, dude. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, that's so, sports. There, yeah. There's a layer of competition that I can never get used to. Yeah, it's so weird, man. Like, sometimes I'll boot up Apex. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get some kills today. And then, I, like, someone's like, yo, dog, you suck. And I'm like, I'm just going to throw this whole computer out. Like, F you, mm. F all of you. And he's probably right. Like, you know, I'm probably not doing well. Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah, whenever people insult me for being bad and stuff, I just, I don't get mad. I just get sad. I was like, you're, you're right. Like, <laughs> oh, what, no. what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> it's like, I'm trying my best. Here, have a good time. 
I'm just trying. I'm dying over and over again. Like, why are you so bad? It's like, I don't know. If I knew why, I wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> exactly. I'd give you an answer if I could. But <laughs> as it is right now, I'm just going to keep dying until I figure it out. Mm-hmm. So competition's fun, but it can be annoying sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you take that question. Live yeah, performance. Uh, I'm so, I, <sighs> you know, I didn't realize. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm used to being like in front of a group of people, whether it's mm. performing or speaking or whatever. It, and obviously stream helps to that effect too. But I, I you know, I knew I could stream in some capacity because I don't mm-hmm. mind talking in front of people or groups of people. So yeah. you're also, uh, your also main profession involves talking in right, front of people. Talking in front so. of people too. And it's, As does mine technically. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> right. True. True. Yeah. I mean, it, are you, are you comfortable? Like just talking in front of group, not talking like casually. I know people think, you know, oh, I can talk forever. Like, there's a difference mm-hmm. talking with intention, and it's another sidebar. But when people are like Andre, what do I do? What do I? How, what do I do if I want to start a podcast? I'm like, what's the purpose? If you're just gonna talk like you're at a bar, go away. If you've actually got a point, cool. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, are, do you find yourself like comfortable in front of like public spaces or like public speaking areas? Yeah, I'm pretty okay at them. I think I'm pretty. I have like an ability to, like turn on a switch and like turn on the charm. Mm. I don't have it on automatically, but if I like want to, I can draw it out from somewhere. Especially like since teaching, yeah, true. There's like a goal, right? It's like I need to get through these examples. I need to teach this concept. Yeah, yeah. You need you have like a clear goal. You need people to take away. So yeah, in the mm-hmm. case of teaching, like you have to explain the topic to the point where someone can also either explain it back to you or be able to answer questions in regards to that specific thing. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a skill like anything. It's a muscle. You train it, and mm-hmm. if you don't use it, you lose it. Twenty minutes. Yeah, I think it's your turn now. If you yeah. want to move on. Yeah. So the, I was listening to one of the episodes you shared with me, and I forgot what the specific question was, but it made me think about this question. Um, and then one of the other questions that pertains to this, I guess. But do you know how many phones you've had in your life? Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, I feel like we're the generation to have at least a couple of iterations of phones. I, I like how you say we, as in, I, mean, I, I yes. guess we are the same generation. <laughs> I mean, you know, the internet was, close was here. Yeah, the internet was a thing when we were either growing you're up like, or alive. You're about the same old age as my older brother. Oh, so, right. Yeah, so that's I'm, true. Yeah. Damn. Okay, I'm still still curious because you might have got a hand-me-down or two or something like that. I don't know. I have like nine, I think. <clears throat> I was trying to think, and I think the initial like answer I came up with was five. But oh. um, I know I've had a razor. A BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. I know I had a touch mm-hmm. phone before this, and I think I had a phone before the Razor. But I'm not one to like cycle through phones pretty quickly. I try to stretch mm-hmm. my phones out as long as I can. I see. So if not five, then six. But I think at least five phones. Okay. I I have eight or nine, so I think I'm gonna take this. But yeah, jeez. Do you remember what phones they were? Uh, I can describe what they look like, but not what they were. <laughs> I did have a razor too, because it was a hand me down from my older brother. He had a razor, yep. so I got his razor. Yeah. But then I wanted back when like texting was like you know using buttons. Like mm-hmm. I wanted one of the phones that slid down and had a keyboard. So I got one of those. That was pretty cool. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh right, like the one that's like the the screen flips out. And then you type, or is it different, different kind? Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. under the screen, yeah, yeah, the screen would slide up, and then there's a keyboard under it. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I yeah. think I always wanted one of those, and just I would like take my friends and just flick the screen over and over because it was such a cool mm-hmm. thing. And yeah, I know I've had a touch screen before this one. I had a BlackBerry, mm-hmm. and I thought I was so cool because my dad had a BlackBerry, and we had uh, what's that game? Oh my God, Brick Breaker! We had Brick Breaker on the phone, so I thought it was like the coolest kid on the block. Um, I don't know. I had a phone before that. I think that's all I can remember. Mm-hmm. I know. I definitely. Uh, I had one in high school that was different. Okay. I had. <laughs> I had, I recently upgraded to iPhone. Nice. Mostly through college, I had a different phone. I had two phones in high school. The one that I had for the second part of high school broke. On, like, the first week of college. So I had oh, to, to get a new one. Yeah. Damn. And then I got that. So I think, yeah. I wonder what, like, the average person now. I mean, it's that's so tough because it's a generational thing, really. Like, mm-hmm. 
And also, some people don't, like, use their phones to extinction. They just upgrade as soon as, like, a new one comes out. Yeah, and that's kind of why I asked the question, too. Like, I, I was not trying to see if you, but I guess, like, you're kind of, like, a example. Oh, uh, keep of, up with the... Yeah, yeah, like, keeping up with the trends and whatnot. No, I'm I'm very much a value person. Which Dude. Is, I want to get the most value out of everything. A hundred percent. If it ain't broke. Yeah, it's like, I'm using this phone till it dies. I paid 200 <laughs> good dollars for this phone. It's going to serve me till it's dying. Back. And honestly, like, the way people spend money on phones, too, is, like, insane to me. To spend, like, upwards, anything, like, to spend over $500 on a phone, like, I get it if you're going to stretch that for, like, five years. Mm. You know, but, like, two years down the line, like introducing apple 17p and i'm like damn it's got all the cool bells and whistles and then by that time you just want to check your phone i'm like waiting to see like when people try and push phones to be as big as a tablet and people buy it oh i think an advertising agency would demolish that project it's like <laughs> oh it's like you want us to sell bricks that like kind of look like phones oh we can do that easy yeah but i understand because it's like like average screen time nowadays is like six hours a day, right? Yeah. So I understand it's like you want to have the best experience while you're wasting your life on your phone. Yep, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you said you said eight? Yeah, I think eight. Am I making that? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask you how many apps do you have on your phone? Oh, I see. Is that like in your five? Like one of your five questions? Yeah, that is one okay. of my five questions. Yeah, we'll just do yours first then. Um, yeah. I'd have to count mine. Um, I think I'm gonna have less than you because I don't keep that many apps. I have 92, but those are including the like Apple automatic ones. 160. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was not paying attention to what you and then I heard the number 160. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, okay, I'm gonna blown out of the water. 210, 211, 212. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> I have 212 apps on this fucking thing. I don't even use any of them. 30 of them at least. Mm-hmm. At least 30. Or a third, rather. Jesus Christ. Like, I'm looking at this game, Wordscapes. I played this game, like, twice. Mm. And then stopped playing it. So, like, I can hear it. Are you getting rid of it now? I, I've literally thought about it. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll play it later. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Let me just get rid of it now. Let me just get rid of it now. This is a bad move. I'm looking at it, and I know I'm not going to play this game. Like, I, my dad played it when I went to go visit him. He's like, yeah, like, because we talked about it before, and he's like, yeah, what level you're at? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm at this level. And then I went to go check, and it, my in, like data didn't transfer mm. over. So I was like, ah, oh, damn, I gotta start over now. <laughs> and you're not gonna start over. I haven't touched the fucking <laughs> game since. So, all right, we we've uninstalled Wordscapes. Uh, progress. Slow, slowly but surely, we'll we'll pare it down to to the essentials. I actually do like delete apps as soon as I know like I'm never gonna touch this again, or even if. I might. I'll just be. I'm just like. I'll just re-download it. That's true. That's also a really good point. I just. Yeah, I feel like I I picked up like a couple of apps that are like one case uses and then just left them on my phone because I'm like, yeah, just in case. Like just in case you're out of data and then you also need to use the app. But. Right. Or just like like I downloaded Skillshare once because I was like, yeah, maybe I'll take a class and just learn something on the go because you know I don't need to be in my computer to Mm -hmm. learn stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like paying for Skillshare, and I haven't opened the app since, but I have it, just in case. Yeah, I mean, I already spend all like so much time on the phone, and I don't need apps to like help me be distracted. I actually like don't have any games on my phone, like just so like I can't like try to distract myself on like games and stuff. That's smart. That's smart. So I have chess, but. That's not something you can just like mindlessly do. Right, you gotta play. Chess. It's incredibly frustrating, and I'm bad at it. So I I start a game, lose. And I'm like <laughs> I'm never playing this again, and then I start doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I don't blame you. I I used to play chess for mm-hmm. like when I was in middle school. I was a part of like a little. It wasn't like a group, but like there were like mm-hmm. chess classes. And I took them and I did okay. I remember I have like a little mm-hmm. trophy. I placed like second or third. Mm, that's pretty this good. Little tournament that got organized but you play me now i'm, I'm shit yeah, so. lost it all i yeah i only have frustrating i do everything i do is so frustrating so it's like a it's like a cycle so if i have something easy to do on my phone i'll just be doing that instead which is why like i'm just stro- scrolling I mean, twitter sometimes and that's like the easy thing right i mean 
There's a lot of there's a lot of gems on Twitter. Yeah, not mm-hmm. a lot, but there are some. Um, <laughs> but like, fair. if I have like fair. an easy distraction, fair. then I'll look for it, right? So if I have some, I don't know, Flappy Bird, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why that's the first example. But like, my work consists of math, which is just like thinking mm-hmm. and really hard. I'm just thinking yeah. really hard, yeah. and fair. then I play Tetris, which is also incredibly like mind. <laughs> yeah Jesus. very like yeah. mind intensive like labor intensive and then i make music as a hobby which is a lot of time is also the same thing as math where you just stare at the screen and have no idea what to do so you're overclocking your brain on most hours of the day yeah and if i have like an app then it'll just be like i'm just gonna do this instead so instead i switch between the frustrating mm-hmm. things yeah, so, yeah, you beat me on that one. 212. Well, 211 now. I mean, going it's down. not, yes, 211 now, you're right. It's not a number to be proud of. Yeah, maybe if we make the podcast last long enough, you'll, like, keep deleting apps on your phone. And then eventually <laughs> it'll lower we'll down to, to 90, and then I'll take the point. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> your longest episode just because of that. Appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, what's the most amount of students that you've taught in one semester? Ooh, like in a class or in a single class or, or just a whole semester? Let's do the let's whole say. semester. Because I don't know how big your class sizes are. I'm a TA, so I'm not like a lecturer. So my numbers sh- might be smaller. I'm also not a lecturer, as oh. it turns out. Um, so I don't have, I'm not doing like big classrooms like that. And um, most of my most of my classes are like workshops and things so mm. they don't really oh, so these are like 12 10 people yeah size. they usually don't breach okay 20 so okay okay so it's like my my grad school classes that's what it's like yeah okay. yeah essentially so i mean like i think the most i've had in a class by myself is 17 mm. so i've had okay. 17 and then one of the other classes that we've had i think at max we've had 15 so that's 32. I think that's the most students I had at once when I, see. I was. Yeah, my class size averages 30. Oh, wow. And then I teach three of them. So that's 90. Okay. One. The department that I'm in has been kind of like slowly decreasing in size mm. over time. Um, so it's just natural that the classes would be getting smaller. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was never in a, a lecture situation like that. And even when I was a student, like we didn't, the school's not that big where we would have, we don't have like a lecture hall really. We have one, but it's not like crazy big. Um, mm-hmm. And even that would fit like maybe like 50 people or so. But yeah, I think the most I've like, as I, as a student that I, that I was in was maybe like 21 people, maybe. Oh, dang. Most people yeah. I never had large classes like that. I see. I was in, before I did math, I was like an engineering major. And mm. that's like really big at our school. So I've definitely been in like classes of like 200 kids, maybe 300. Gee, I can't imagine. Like, I, like it's so silly to say, but like I've seen those class sizes like in movies and things. Like I haven't mm-hmm. physically been to a campus and been in a lecture room to see that. Or if I have, I just don't remember off the top of my head. But mm. I haven't like been in that scenario where you're just lecturing and lecturing and i don't think i can do that yet mm-hmm. i feel like i need some sort of bounce back back and forth or just mm-hmm. something like and, and usually like the class that i'm teaching at least like doing like a tv production class you're doing a, an editing class right like i'm usually working with something um and in theory it could do that on a large scale mm-hmm. but like i'm just so used to doing it in small groups it's so foreign to me i know it's like really common Mm-hmm. But like, do you enjoy that lecture experience or no, do you prefer- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not enjoyable. The lecture experience. Um, so the way um, our like math department works. So there is basically there is that giant lecture hall where like there's like 100 students in that lecture or like 200 students. Mm-hmm. And then they split up into like smaller groups for TAs to teach. Right. So I'm like, all right. So these 30 students are part of the smaller group that like they split up for like individual help or for like more normal person to person teaching like back in high school, how it would be. So so I do enjoy that more than just like talking to like the mass, right? 
I feel like it would get to me. Like there's no <laughs> real measure of who's like picking it up and putting it down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's just like I hope these kids figure it out. And then mm-hmm. like they'll email like either one of the TAs or the teacher directly, but like there's no relationship. And not that like I have these crazy relationship with my students or, or buddies mm-hmm. or whatever, or, like Yeah, kayaking know, on the weekends. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not changing their lives like that way or mm-hmm. but like you know, I know their names, like I can mm. throw a joke at them and they'll pick it up and they're willing to throw jokes at me because they know I'll hear it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Fun. I'm the bigger teacher. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, so I'm the smaller y- man. You want my job? Go ahead. <laughs> take it. I'll, do, I'll teach your editing class. I know yeah, how to it's all math. Film Express. <laughs> look, it's it's math. It's all math, dude. It's all math. math. <laughs> Bezier curves and stuff. Um, yeah, see, boom, there you go. Let's do something uh, Twitch related since that's okay, how I know you. Right? That was that was one of the other questions I had. So that works. Okay, how many Twitch chat messages have you sent? How many Twitch chat messages have you sent? So this year, I think uh, I think the numbers. I feel like the numbers probably lower than expected. How would I find that out? Do you know? <laughs> would it be in the recap that they sent us? Yeah, it was in the user recap so i imagine you got sent a streamer recap there's also like a like a user recap okay my top watch channels i used my emote <laughs> 2638 <laughs> times of my ugly ass face i sent <laughs> which one which one is it um, it's the never grin ah uh, yes, yes yes i can imagine it <laughs> i'll post an image of it on the uh on the video yeah uh, i'm sure it'll scare some people i've sent 33,186 chat messages. Mm. I've sent 53,325. Okay. Yeah, I feel like yeah. my number is kind of low. I, you know what? I, what I at least should try to work on in next year or whatever, when I'm done streaming, I have a tendency mm-hmm. to like peel off of Twitch pretty aggressively. So, mm. and I'll, like, I'll pop in, like, obviously, like working from home, I was able to like pop in a stream, say what's up. And then mm-hmm. go and go about my yeah, yeah lurk and do do my business, um, but I find like weekends I don't really hop on Twitch at all, uh, mm-hmm. unless like something's happening, you know someone's got and an that's event. totally fine, right? right? Yeah, you've it, got it a life, true. you got a life, I've got a wife, right? So. Right, it's exactly. So, but I feel like also just like getting to know people, I just spend a little bit more time with other people's streams too. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm like trying to figure out where the line is where. Mm-hmm. I am out there engaged and, and keeping some time to myself. Cause it's like I mentioned earlier too, like I just want to save, save stuff for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 33,186. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wonder what the average is. I'm kind of curious. Like what's an average. It would be nice to have like a breakdown of your messages. Like how many of your messages were just an emote? How many of them oh, were word. stupid? Like yeah. how many of them were jokes? I mean, at least for uh, amongst the community that you know, um, mm-hmm. that I'm a part of, uh, most of my, most of my messages are probably jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wild. Like in, yeah, you wild yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the newer communities, I'll, I'll tiptoe in kind of say hi, mm-hmm. see how everyone's kind of, kind of pretend to be suave. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> and that. And then they're like, eh, dick, happy to tag. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. All right, cool. We could, you could be weird in here too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, trying to like find that line too. Like, do I just want to be like a goober all the time? I don't have the energy to be a goober all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's why my chat messages are so little too, because like I get it all out at once. I'm like, ah, come out like mm-hmm. little aggressive. And then you're troll. serious the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, all right, cool. I, I think I. I was like trying to like count like just in a random stream where I was just like talking to a streamer. Like mm-hmm. I just went through all my messages and tried to count the percentage of them that were jokes. <laughs> and it's yeah. And it's around 10%. Like within 50 messages, I had like around five like comments that you could consider as jokes. That's not bad. I feel like, I feel that's kind of low for you. Or at least it's just in the capacity that I know you. Yeah. I think I make a lot of, but I also do supplant it with like, trying to be serious like because i want like real interaction too so like right true i i want to feel like they can talk to me without 
me always having to say something stupid in return. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I, I do that, yeah. say a lot of dumb things, like as you know. Yeah, I'll test jokes out on you sometimes. That's fair. Know. Please do. I'm I'm like, yeah, I'm either a great barometer or a terrible barometer because sometimes I'm dumb. So you mm -hmm. might say like a really smart joke, and I'd be like, ah, because I don't get it. Or mm, no, I'll my jokes are almost always stupid, but. <laughs> Yeah, but then the barometer is, is it too stupid for Andre to get it? Like, have I? <laughs> that's a good that's Like, a good. There's, a, there's a point where jokes are too smart for Andre, and then there's also a, a point where they're just way too dumb for you as well. Like, uh, I remember, like, testing the, um, my fridge is infertile on your, in your channel. Just, like, going to your chat and just, like, I need some eggs because my fridge is infertile. Oh, my. I think I wrote And then you were just eyes. like, What? <laughs> I think I got a major sigh, which I took as a success. And it was like, oh, there we go. This is going on my bangers list. It was an acknowledgement that I understood the joke, but I hate mm -hmm. where it went. Oh, yeah. If someone hates it, that, that gives me vindication, right? You know what's funny? There's mm. one stream, or there's one user who comes in, doesn't say hi, doesn't like warm up. Literally, the whole point of their existence on Twitch is to throw in a really bad joke, see if mm -hmm. it hits, and then leave. So just every do. day, <laughs> at some point in the chat, I'll just get, it's like either like the worst dad joke, it's usually mm -hmm. some form of like pun. Mm. And he just like uses all the streamers as a barometer to see like, does mm -hmm. this one work? Ah. <laughs> and he like, he's not upset. Like if it doesn't work, he doesn't care. If it doesn't work, he's mm -hmm. just like, all right, cool. And it just <laughs> it's great. That's kind of like what I do. <laughs> it's it's honestly that's, that's good. It's it's a good reputation to have, please, because you know it's all it's usually something funny. So, who the hell is interrupting my kung fu? Um, I was gonna ask you how many how many channels you follow. Oh, is that your question? Yeah, that is my question. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, I don't know Ooh. if you want the the break. Um, yeah, we'll put in like. You screaming or something. Okay. Oh, nice. Cool. I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, okay. Time to count. Oh, Lord. Okay. Don't worry. It'll be edited out. Unless you have a crazy funny comment right now. Um, uh, something about my fridge because my eggs are fertile. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I've heard that before. <laughs> okay. I got my number, I think. I'm still trying to find if there's an easy way. Actually, I just found one, apparently. Oh, what? How? It's literally just, it's called twitchfollowing.com. Twitchfollowing.com? Okay. Let me, I guess I'll use it to make sure my number is right. Oh my gosh, I, I counted awfully. <laughs> Jeez. My number was totally off from what this is telling me. Oh my god. Okay, well, good thing we found, good thing you showed me this channel. I mean, this website. I have 120. I have 579. 579? Oh, yeah. There's no way you could count that. No wonder you needed to find I You know, like, you just see people. I I actually don't have a reason why. That's kind of wild. I really didn't expect that number to be that high. And mm -hmm. I do not nearly engage with that many people. So to all 579 of you, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I mean, 579. That's like Facebook friends. Like, that's insane. Uh, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little much. So... Shout out to all these people. I just, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't get all. Yeah, you're following a lot of people. I'm pretty sure you're not following me. Oh shit! <laughs> ha, 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 Change your ha, number. Ha. Change your number. It's it's 580. I'm following 580 people on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Another because person I'm... you'll never check out. <laughs> Yo, me, come on. What did your? How did you stream? Not often. I remember that because you said that on your, the previous episode. Yeah, so that's that. You beat me. I do yeah. not follow as many channels. This is like the I, Facebook friends one, but reversed. I feel like all these numbers I shouldn't be proud of. You know, <laughs> you don't like the I'm, apps on my phone? Not really yeah, proud of it. You should no. not be proud of that one. I guess the Twitch following thing depends. It's like when people yell mm -hmm. out ratio on Twitter. Oh, I just, true. I but, you know, sometimes you get ratioed and just you've got to live with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I just got ratioed now. But, you know. But reverse. You know, 
It's it's kind of an in part like a networking thing because sometimes I'll mm-hmm. follow people and I'll be like, all right, I'll have to check out their channel later, mm-hmm. um, and then just when I get to that is whenever I get to that. But um, yeah, I think some of them have been those instances. Some of those are just kind of people in the community have followed, despite the mm-hmm. fact that I know that they may or may not stream. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think most of the time it's like if 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 I'm not if it's not someone I'm actively engaging with, it'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, let me come back to. Let me come back to this, or let me just follow so I can, like you've seen my my tabs on my computer. Like, mm-hmm. I guess it's like an out of sight, out of mind thing for me. Like, if I don't do something where a notification of some sort or some sort of visual will pop up for mm-hmm. me to remember, I'm probably gonna forget. I see. Yeah, it makes sense. And now, like, they pop them on your following list. So now, if you like have free time and you see they're streaming, you're like, oh, I, I wanted to do that. Oh, I should have asked. Oh, that should have been a question. How many tabs you have open? I mean, look. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. But I I guess can I? I mean I'm gonna beat you. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Okay, we're not asking you. We're not asking you. <laughs> and don't worry about it. It's you gotta get over, my numbers up. I've like lost 20. so many episodes. We got, I gotta get my number up. What's the longest you've been without seeing a grandparent? That's a good question. It's a little unfair because up until three years ago three to four years ago i'd lived with my grandma my whole life Mm -hmm. so i think the longest stretch would be about a year Mm. i think i think that's the longest i think i've gone four years without seeing a grandparent do they live out of state they live in china oh okay so they okay so that makes sense yeah only my nuclear family lives in the united states so right okay hmm yeah, I've always lived with my grandma. So, yeah, I think when she moved with my dad down to Maryland, yeah, it was probably the longest. I guess it was like a year or so because we usually see each other for the holidays. Mm. Um, and then Corona hit, and that was kind of like the longest stretch we hadn't seen her. Mm. Man, is that are – you, are you close with your, your grandparents? No. It's kind of hard to be when, like, they're so far away. Also, there's a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Like, I know – enough Chinese to get by but not enough that would be like comf- comfortable like you know like really like getting into deep talks with someone yeah, with it yeah. so it's like very hard mm-hmm. to do it yeah I was always intrigued because I've, I I imagine I have like or the immigrant family has a very ex- a different experience with like extended family than most people do yeah uh, I feel like four is not so long though even in that scenario yeah we tried to visit my parents try to visit home every once in a while, so they take over the yeah, That's it. I mean, that's frequent enough, so mm-hmm. that's cool, at least, that you've got to see them. Because I feel like, yeah, for some immigrant families that, that come to the States, like, it's it's just hard to get out once you're kind of caught in the mm-hmm. feedback loop of trying to just surviving. support yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, surviving. So, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad it's a low number. I'm also sad it's a low number for the sake of the pod. For the, for the number. Cool but yeah for the number we're trying to get your numbers up here mm-hmm. so but i think it's um what yeah i think just an intriguing because uh, it's always been different for me than like other people who like see their like extended family on a like a relatively basis. frequent basis yeah 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 i i i'm lucky in the regard that i i lived with my grandma for so long um mm. and do you think she made like a big impact on you yeah yeah for sure yeah, while my parents were working, grandma was really the one that raised me to a degree, you know, mm. up until a certain point. Like, she was kind of like the primary caretaker, so I spent a lot of time with mm. my grandma as a youth. So it was like one of the constants I could almost guarantee on as a young mm. person. Like, I would go home and grandma would be there. Not that she wasn't, like, <clears throat> out and about. Like, my grandma was a very social person. Mm-hmm. But um, I could always just kind of count on her to be there in some capacity or either ready to like check in mm-hmm. see what's up or help me with something if i needed to so it's cool it's cool you know and a lot of people tell me like you know, it's always nice to have that kind of relationship with a, a grandparent and it's got it's got it's got its pros and it's got its cons but you know i'm lucky to say that i've had such exposure to a grandparent for such a long time mm-hmm. yeah i've always been intrigued by the um uh, close extended family dynamic yeah, just just like my family too. We're we're we're, we're very low key mm. in terms of like we don't make a lot of things a lot of things a big deal. So even when it comes to like things worth celebrating, I feel like we don't like make a big fuss about a lot of things. So 
even like the time we spend together, it's just kind of, you know, in one way you could say like we take it for granted, but I guess we're just fortunate enough to be able to do that. Right. So. Yeah. So I think I win this question. Yeah, you can take it. I have a lonelier life. Oh no. It is, it is different. Like, cause like, like Christmases, right. holidays, it's, it's just your nuclear family. So it's tight knit. It's a little small in that way, but it's, it's like, it's fine. Right. Because it, it's, it's your family still. Yeah, but it is weird, like, not being close to extended family as well. Or, like, not having almost no relation to extended family. Right, right. So, it's, like, something bad happens to, like, an extended family member. And normally people are, like, devastated. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, Uncle Phil, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. But, like, if that happens to me, I'm just like, oh, okay. Because I don't know this person. I just know that my parent one of my parents is now very sad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a similar experience though with one of my, one of my extended family members mm-hmm. that we just hadn't really hadn't had a relationship. And then one of them happened to pass away and we just, we're just like, okay, it's sad, but like, you know, like our foundation didn't break because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even within like closer extended family, there's still always, it's impossible to get to know everyone. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So this is a very cheerful podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sometimes we hit somber notes. Sometimes we hit big joys. It's a sign of a sign of a good program. Mm. You're able to do it all. We do it all. Let me see. We'll just do a let's do a short one. How many nicknames do you have? Shit, that's a good question. <laughs> I think about five or six. Okay, uh, I'm gonna try to think of seven real quick. I don't want to lose. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, my my real name doesn't count as one. No, not at all. My online persona, does that count? Yeah, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll let it fly. Yeah. We'll do two. Um, my my Chinese name kind of counts. We'll take three. Let's say for the, for, for the American audience, yeah. yeah for the, oh, frick, I think that's it. <laughs> I think I only have oh, no. three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, well, then I'll take one out. So I'll say five. Like, Dre doesn't count because it's still kind of my name. Nah, Dre but. counts. That's a that's a nickname. It's a, it's right, a cheap fair. one, but it counts. So there's Dre... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one that my friends use just amongst that small circle. There's one that my dad has for me. Some of my friends call me Didi. It's a ah. joke. I, I mean, honestly, if you abbreviate my name to Dre, and then my last name, which starts with a D, yeah, you can call me Didi. So that's that works. Mm-hmm. My coach used to call me Slick. Mm. Uh, my track and field coach used to call me Slick. So let's say like four or five. I think I'm missing one, but mm-hmm. at least that I can remember. Oh, uh, never a doubt. Sure. We'll go with five, yeah. including that one. Your, your yeah. Twitch name. Yeah, I go by Garbage David almost everywhere. So I I, didn't, nice. I don't know why I thought I'd win this one. The thing is, people call me Garbage David in real life, too. Because that's, oh my, my that's my artist name on like Spotify and everything. Oh, nice. So okay. like my, everyone who knows my music will call me Garbage David sometimes. Some people call me Garvid, just shortening Garbage David and... To, to garbage that's disgusting and i hate it i didn't like it at first <laughs> but it grew on me a little maybe just because that's fair so many people used it i had to get used to it that's fair and then my my mom will call me my yang yang which is my middle name or lon yang yang so that's three that's nice yeah oh and my bully yeah, from okay. high school would call me big nerd but <laughs> i don't <laughs> that's not real <laughs> that's not real <laughs> Hey, big nerd, come <laughs> in. Get your math homework, nerd. Do this for Jesus. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's it for me. Oh, man. My friend used to call me my neighbor, funny enough. Mm-hmm. My neighbor was also on the track team that I ran in, in high school, of course. And he would call me the prodigy just because. He, so I was like two years behind him. So uh, I was picking up what he was putting down. Did you pick it up? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Track I, I, I did decent. I did decent in track. Mm. What What did you run? So I did indoor and outdoor track, but I ran the one hundred, the two hundred, and then I mm. mostly stuck to the four hundred. Mm. What was your four hundred PB? Forty nine seven, I think, oh if not forty nine nine. Oh I know I ran a forty nine nine, but I gosh, I that's fast. Yeah, I was I was all right. I was all right. Oh my goodness. I made it to states once. Uh. But that was for indoor. Hmm. 
but I've gone to counties a bunch of times and whatnot. But yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, sub fifty is kind of cracked. <laughs> like that's that's really fast. I yeah. ran it at Penn Relays. It was it was quite the mm. pressure cooker. I I mean I don't want to estimate what I do because non non track stars will always overestimate their abilities. <laughs> right. I'm sure like you've met a bunch of people yes. who are like is like I can run yes. fast. Just like no you can't. Yeah, I can run a 4 minute mile. <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so tracks I should have made that a question. What's your 400 PB? Cuz then mine would be uh, like 1 minute 15 and then that's a higher <laughs> number. So I would win. That's a higher number, yeah. Yeah, so my last question is how many gaming consoles or systems have you owned? Ooh, have I owned? I think family owned would count right yeah let's do family owned too so we had an xbox back in the day do are we counting pc setups yeah let's count those too. okay because you use them to play games yeah so we had an xbox back in the day the original xbox okay uh so we had like three pcs i got two okay. so that's like five well say five pcs in total we had an xbox a wii an xbox one we have my brother has a switch and then i had two game boys so that's 11 um i'm only going to count the ones that i personally played okay we had a sega that i did play super nes Mm -hmm. which at one point was in my room um oh gosh i'm younger than you so i'm getting wrecked by the older consoles (laughs) oh that's true yeah (laughs) didn't realize how how much younger you were i've had a game boy Mm -hmm. a color an sp uh, and a ds Mm -hmm. we had one pc that we kind of used to play games and it was old and then i never really did the pc gaming thing until probably when you started to meet Mm. me playstation playstation 2 3 and 4 and 5 so that's 14 i had an a 360 (sighs) Yeah, I think you're going to win this one unless I just add on five randomly off the top of my head, uh, <laughs> which I cannot. Uh, a 64, a GameCube, a Wii, a Wii U, and a Switch. We'll go with 20. Oh, my gosh. It. Yeah. We'll call it. It's a lot of, a lot lot of, of, time a lot of games. Yeah, my parents weren't really loving games. That's honestly, that's healthy. Good yeah it's a good balance like that that number is a good balance because you played what you played Mm -hmm. and then you did other stuff yeah so i didn't yeah we didn't play much i got the wii for my like birthday when i was in like third grade or something but yeah that was the family we that was the family console for a while we had an xbox we our parents didn't like us playing halo so they (laughs) they made us stop playing halo (laughs) to be fair we were pretty young to be playing halo but that's also true, yeah. Now that now that I know that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think my older brother was also pretty young to be playing Halo, but having, uh, uh, yeah, he was like your age, yeah. so like, yeah, so probably like his early teens, maybe. Yeah, we turned out fine, so. Yeah, see, that's it. Yeah. I think if you're as long as you're able to suspend your dis- disbelief and understand that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's know, no plasma grenades in real life. Yeah, yeah. no know, one's flying like, around I'm, banshees. I'm not sticking people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one day, just not two day. Yeah, in the future, will be incredibly violent. Just as soon yeah, as they invent, yeah. as soon as they invent the technology, <sighs> will be all crazy. But. Not yeah, today. Everybody was just like, they'd be like, hey, look, I did this in Halo. And they'd be like, hey, but that's a real life. You'd be like, ah, ah, you know, you just start over. <laughs> Every Halo player is a ticking way. time bomb for, for when <laughs> the technology develops. We're just breeding a young, uh, young, young Master Chiefs, army. a young army of, <laughs> of killers. <laughs> master Chiefs. But you have a lot of a console, so I imagine you just played with your siblings a lot. Um, for a little bit, yeah, and then I just played with a lot of my friends. Mm. Mm. What's the most expensive piece of musical equipment that you own? Good thing I'm not a musician. This question will be pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably my DJ controller. Mm. Um, I'm gonna say music, like musical equipment, like that I use to perform with, or like. Because I'm sure my dad has... I mean, that's not I. I don't own mm-hmm. that, so that's fair. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to say my DJ controller. My DJ controller is like 2, 250. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what mine is, but it's going to be more than that because it's either my keyboard or my... Yeah, keyboards are not cheap. Yeah, it's probably my keyboard. But I also have rockets, like the um the speakers. Oh, yeah. And those yeah, are speakers, like 300. Yeah. yeah, rockets are not cheap. My brother and I were talking about getting like a just like a monitor um, speaker mm-hmm. somewhere in the house or like just like like um, bookshelf speakers or something. Mm. Um, but we threw out rockets and he's like, I don't feel like paying for those. Yeah. I was like, I don't blame you because I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. But um, I do like expensive things here and there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, j- I just bought a pair of, uh, I don't know if you know the brand, but Edifier. I have heard of it, yes. Um, oh, I think... Yes, yeah, yes, I do know. Yeah, bought a pair of those speakers, and they're they're good. Mm-hmm. I just, I you know the the old system that I had on the, by the by the PC, um, had a sub, and so I took that out, and I'm like, damn, I'm missing that bass mm. now. But it's got some pretty quality bass, so, and I don't need all that. Yeah, you don't need your feet to be shaking. Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass. And like also like this room that I'm in, that I stream in, mm. and that the PC's in, it's like a general kind of like. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be like a huge disturbance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. My 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 DJ controller. Yeah, mine is either yeah the keyboard. The keyboard which was a gift, so that's why I don't know how much it cost. Like a friend was moving out of his place, and he was like, "Yo, I'm just trying to get rid of it." He was like, oh, "I'll just take it then." Oh, nice, nice. Um, hmm. I don't know why I have so much musical equipment since I'm so bad at music, but nah, I like having. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, nah, nah, I feel you, dude. 100%. Because you never know. When you do get good, it'll be there. That's true. I've been trying to learn piano stuff and failing because it requires so much dedication. But You'll get there, though. I'll get there one day. That's, that's... My brother offered me a Bitcoin if I could learn um, La Confinella within a year. Oh, my God. That's insane. That's a lot of money, but it's also a lot of effort. <laughs> That, Look, did he put like a, is there like a time limit on there? No, I don't think so. But right. it would take like a year of dedicated practice, like four hours a day, maybe more than that. And just like, that's just a full-time job at this point. I'm not even sure if he has a Bitcoin, but he promised me one. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. Cool. Uh, do you want to wrap it up here since, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool if you're, if you're cool with that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you do win. I'm sorry. So uh, another loss for me. One of these days I'm gonna win one of these. I tied my first look. One day I'll win. Look, the day the day you win one, just shut down the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> game over. I'm transferring to a new yeah. a new idea. Yeah. yeah, just 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 reboot reboot it, or just like that's the first season. Mm, the first <laughs> season. Next season with new questions and a new improved David with b- bigger yeah. numbers. There you go. All right, uh, so do you have anything you want to plug before we end? No, 